Welcome back, everybody. This is Rick Pettigrew to reveal our top news stories from Archaeologica this past week. Send us feedback on the Archaeology Channel Facebook page or post a message on our social networking site, Archaeoseek. Bone ice skates from far northwestern China appear to show Bronze Age connections as far away as Europe. Analysis of human skeletons from Eastern European Bronze Age sites offers evidence of horseback riding 5,000 years ago. Lake sediments in Guatemala reflect lake water pollution from a major pre-classic Maya city. And a runic inscription on a golden medallion from Denmark contains the oldest known reference to the Norse god Odin. Thanks to everyone for supporting our subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, available at heritagetac.org. We now have hundreds of titles you can binge upon on Roku. Please help us spread the word. Again, that link is heritagetac.org. Our tour program, TAC Tours, will continue this year, including a tour of Viking sites in Denmark. The link to our tour program is at archaeologychannel.org tours. And now, here's Laura Kennedy with the audio news from Archaeologica. We hope you find this to be a valuable part of your day. Welcome to the audio news from Archaeologica. I'm Laura Kennedy, and these are the headlines in archaeological and historical news for the week of March 5th through the 11th, 2023. Our first story this week takes us to the mountains of western China, where archaeologists unearthed 3,500-year-old ice skates made from animal bones. The skates come from a large site in the country's western Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, a mountainous terrain some claim could be the birthplace of skiing. The tie-on skates, made from ox and horse longbones, are simple but would have been effective for winter travel or hunting. As reported by LiveScience.com, the skates are the oldest ever found in China. They come from a tomb in the Gaotai ruins, about 240 miles west of the regional capital. The exact number of skates found was not reported. Each skate is a straight, strong bone with holes at each end for tying onto footwear. This created a rigid edge down the center of the shoe's sole, enabling the wearer to glide across the ice. According to Ruan Chu Rong of the Xinjiang Institute of Cultural Relics and Archaeology, these skates are very similar to skates from prehistoric Europe, suggesting direct contact between China and Europe during the Bronze Age. They also provide a rare opportunity to study the origins of ice skating in China. The Gaotai ruins are part of the larger Jartai Pass site, discovered in 2015 and excavated beginning in 2018. Dating to the Late Bronze Age, the ancient settlement includes a tomb complex built within a high platform surrounded by stone slabs. It is thought to have belonged to a noble family. Archaeologists think the site was occupied 3,600 years ago by the Andronovo people, a culture of cattle herders who also occupied parts of central China and eastern Europe. According to Chirong, the tomb is one of the best-preserved Bronze Age tomb buildings in Xinjiang and possibly on the Eurasian steppe. Its excavation sheds light on the culture's burial rites, beliefs, and social structures. For example, a ray-like structure made from 17 lines of stones may indicate a belief in sun worship. 
Artifacts from the site include pottery, stone vessels, bronze wares, animal bones, and the remains of dozens of wooden wagons or carts, including 11 solid wooden wheels and over 30 wooden shafts and other parts. According to Chirong, the wagons were dismantled and buried as part of the tomb construction. The bone skates from the Gautai ruins are not the oldest on record. Similar skates from 5,000 years ago were found in Finland. Others have come from sites throughout northern Europe. Xinjiang might be the birthplace of skiing. The region's Altai Mountains lie at the intersection of modern-day China, Mongolia, Kazakhstan, and Kyrgyzstan. Cave paintings found in the Altai, which may date to around 10,000 years ago, appear to show hunters on skis. Modern Altai people make wooden skis for winter travel and transport. In our next story, a University of Helsinki team has used skeletal analysis of human remains from Eastern Europe to suggest humans were riding horses as early as 3000 BC. This predates the earliest known artistic representation of a human astride a horse by a thousand years. The timeline of human use of horses is patchy. By about 3500 BC, humans seem to have been milking horses, suggesting they were already tame. But a recent genetic analysis suggests modern domestic horses didn't appear until about 2000 BC. The earliest archaeological finds of chariot wheels and artistic depictions of horseback riding appear around the same time. The new study looks at evidence found in skeletons of humans, not horses. Many belong to the Yamnaya people, long associated with horses by archaeologists. The Yamnaya swept across much of Eurasia from modern-day western Russia between 3000 and 2500 BC. According to Volker Hyde, an archaeologist at the University of Helsinki who co-authored the new study, his team was investigating Eastern European Yamnaya kurgans, or burial mounds, the only remaining traces of the culture. The sample came from countries including Romania, Bulgaria, and Hungary. The team spotted a familiar pattern of marks associated with frequent horseback riding on the skeleton of a man in his 30s. The pattern is created when bones, which are living tissues, change under the biomechanical stress caused by repeated movements. This particular set of changes, called Horseman's Syndrome, involves changes to the thigh bones, pelvis, and lower spine. Anthropologist and co-author Martin Troutman, also from the University of Helsinki, had seen these alterations in countless skeletons from much later time periods. Initially, he hesitated to link the Yamnaya markings to horseback riding, but additional skeletons from the same time showed the same pattern. Out of a total of 217 skeletons in the Kurgan survey, researchers found five Yamnaya skeletons displaying at least four of six horse riders' traits. Not all of the skeletons were preserved well enough to allow the researchers to evaluate every component of horseman syndrome. Also, the Yamnaya might have been riding other animals. Scientists don't have much information on what traces would be left in such cases. Riding animals similar to horses, like mules, would create signs of horseman syndrome, says Troutman. But because horse bones are found at Yamnaya sites, it's likely they were riding horses. Future analysis will focus on the horse remains for corresponding signs that they regularly carried riders. The study was published on March 3rd in Science Advances. Our third story takes us to Mesoamerica, 
where a detailed analysis of lake sediments has shown how the Maya system of intensive agriculture around heavily populated cities caused the deterioration of aquatic ecosystems. As reported in the science journal Nature, many studies examine Maya changes to the land, but effects on nearby water resources are less known. In the new research, a team of geoscientists and archaeologists set out to explore these effects using a sediment core from Lake Petenitsa, the largest and deepest of eight lakes in the central Peten region of northern Guatemala. On a peninsula of land jutting into this lake, the earliest Maya built a city called Nishtunchi Ich. By the early preclassic period, around 900 BC, it had a large population and dominated other cities in its region. Like other early Maya in the lowlands of eastern Mexico, Guatemala, and Belize, the occupants of Nishtunchi Ich cleared the surrounding forest extensively to make way for agriculture and lay out their large metropolis. The city was unusually well-planned, featuring a regular grid of streets running out from a central civic and ceremonial center. Streets and canals were paved with plaster and limestone flagstones, so rainwater and sewage flowed directly into the lake. The researchers took a sediment core from the lake bed near the city and radiocarbon-dated layers at intervals as small as a decade. Along with other limnological studies and archaeological information, the resulting data set provides a fine-grained study of changes over time, tracking both urban and agricultural effects on the lake's natural ecosystem. Two particularly important measurements were the concentrations of charcoal and fecal stanols in the sediments. Charcoal accumulates in rainfall runoff, a product of both household activities and slash-and-burn agriculture. Fecal stanols are a residue of human sewage. Together, they serve as geochemical proxies, rising in abundance during periods of intensive occupation and land alteration, indicating human disturbance to the lake water via the introduction of these pollutants. The sediment analysis showed a sharp rise in both geochemical proxies, by the late early pre-classic period, about 900 to 800 BC, as the city grew. By the middle pre-classic, 800 to 500 BC, Nishtunchi-Ich was the dominant city in its region. Sediment core changes show how the lake ecosystem was altered by construction and expansion of the city's urban grid in the middle and late pre-classic periods. Archaeological evidence shows changes in the people's fishing practices, suggesting only smaller fish were still available, and the lake's native vegetation had been disrupted by nutrient overflows from the land. By the end of the Preclassic, around AD 200, the city suffered a dramatic depopulation, and construction ceased. Similar population collapses affected many late Preclassic Maya city-states, although the causes are not yet understood. Nishtunchi-Ich had a much smaller population through the pre-classic, post-classic, and Spanish colonial periods. Lake Petanitsa recovered somewhat from the earlier impacts, but never fully. The results provide new evidence that the intensive land activities of the ancient Maya caused lasting changes in their water ecosystems. We end this week in Denmark, where scientists have identified the oldest known inscription referencing the Norse god Odin, reading, He is Odin's man. It appears on part of a gold bracteate, a thin ornamental pendant unearthed in western Denmark in 2020. 
The extremely well-executed inscription includes runes, which are characters in an alphabet developed for writing and adapted from the Roman alphabet during the Roman Iron Age of northwestern Europe. Odin was one of the main gods in Norse mythology, associated with war and the runic alphabet. He is also the god referred to in the word Wednesday. The golden bracteate probably identifies some unknown king or warlord as Odin's man. Lisbeth Emer, a runologist with the Danish National Museum in Copenhagen, says the inscription is the first solid evidence of Odin being worshipped as early as the 5th century. This is 150 years earlier than the previously oldest known reference on a brooch found in southern Germany. As reported by the science website phys.org, the bracteate was part of the Vindelev Horde. This stash held over two pounds of gold, about a kilogram, including medallions the size of saucers and Roman coins used as jewelry. The hoard was buried about 1,500 years ago, several centuries before the rise of the Vikings. More than 1,000 bracteates have come to light in northern Europe, according to the National Museum in Copenhagen, where the trove discovered in 2020 is on display and will be seen by the members of our Viking Age in Denmark tour group in late May. According to Emer, the discovery will prompt reinvestigation of all of the other 200 known bracteate inscriptions. That wraps up the news for this week. For more stories and daily news updates, visit Archaeologica on the World Wide Web at archaeologica.org, where all the news is history. Also, be sure to check out our new subscription platform, Heritage Broadcasting Service, at heritagetac.org. I'm Laura Kennedy, and I'll see you next week. This has been the audio news from Archaeologica, presented by the Archaeology Channel. Be sure to check back with us next week for our next edition. You can spread the word about the audio news by clicking on the Share This link on our audio news webpage, or just by telling your friends. Thanks very much for stopping by. Mm-hmm.